Hello, 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 everybody. This is Tanika Steens, and this is another episode of Mind Your Business. And on this segment, we will be talking about core beliefs. So enjoy and see what you think about core beliefs and how they shape you. Our core beliefs and sometimes our core beliefs are what stops us from reaching our goals or um, that makes us think of things in certain ways and so sometimes we don't understand what that actually is and so um, core beliefs is the way we look at things and we all look at things differently or we look at the world differently and two people can have the same experience yet very different interpretations of what has happened. And those core beliefs are the deeply held beliefs that influence how we interpret our experiences. You can hear the same story, you can watch the same movie, but the way you interpret it, the way you see it, can be a totally different experience, can be a totally different way that you interpret it or view it. And so if you think of your um, core beliefs like a pair of sunglasses, everyone has a different shade that causes them to see things differently. It's a situation, it's a core belief, and then it's a consequence. And sometimes our core beliefs can hinder us from moving forward. And so that's what I wanted to talk about tonight because the core beliefs sometimes are things that we think of ourselves and we think of others. And I wanna talk about how we can move past those and how um, certain behaviors come into play with what we um, do and how it's learned at an early age, it's a behavior. And so it's funny because what we believe is associated with behaviors. And so some things are truth and facts, and some things are just what we feel. And so knowing the difference is what can help you move forward and become unstuck if you're stuck in a situation. So if you meet a new person and think about asking them out to coffee or something, you may think in your head that, well, maybe we might not get along or maybe they might say no or maybe they might not really think I'm a, I'm the right person that they want to um, be engaged with. And so the situation is that you meet a new person. The core belief is that you may not be worthy of that person's time or attention. The consequence of that is you wouldn't ask them out. And that's your thought, that you're not going to ask them out. They might not want to be with me. And the behavior is you don't ask them out for coffee. And so those are how those things work together. Now, on the other end, you would think in the situation, you meet a new person and you think, hey, the core belief is I am worthy. I am worthy to ask them out. So your thought is we might have fun together. So the consequence of that behavior is you ask the person out for coffee and you have a good time because that's what you believe. But if you don't ever ask them, and I'm not just talking about um, an opposite relationship, I'm just talking about building relationships, period, as a friend. You might meet a new coworker, and you might, or you might meet a new student in school, someone that might have just come in from out of town that just moved into a new area that is looking to meet new friends. And you might be the one that could bring that person in and say, hey, I'd like to get to know you better and meet your acquaintance. But if you don't ever sex that person, they won't know that it's someone out there that wants to engage with them 
or that new person might feel left out because they don't know how to engage. And it could be because they feel like they're not worthy or they feel like they are worthy and they want to engage. So again, it's all about the core beliefs. So when you think about it, what is one of your negative core beliefs that you can right now look at and say, you know what, I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop thinking that about myself. I don't believe that about myself anymore. I'm going to let that go. So core beliefs are a central ideal about how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the world. These beliefs act like a lens through which every situation in life experience is seen. Because of this, people with different core beliefs might be in the same situation, but think, feel, and behave very differently. So we said that before. I just want to that. Even if a core belief is inaccurate, it still shapes how a person sees the world. Harmful core beliefs lead to negative thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, whereas rational core beliefs lead to balanced reactions. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about how we can have more rational core beliefs and how we can move forward. Because right now, um, in the wake of everything that we've gone through with COVID and Black Lives Matters and just different emotional um, stress and anxiety that um, we've been faced with. Um, I was speaking with someone as far as how COVID has affected when it first um, was came about when people were losing loved ones and they weren't able to attend the um, home goings or they were able to go, but they didn't have very many family members there or they had to watch online. You know, that is something that can really mess with your mental psyche and can upset you because you feel like you're not there or you feel like you couldn't be there for that person. And so you don't, you didn't get to say your final goodbye. So that's something that can really run deep. And, and then you start feeling and having these thoughts and, and it turns into an anxiety and then it can lead to depression. And you just have all these thoughts of what you could have done differently or what you could have done better and what ifs. And so truthfully, there's nothing you could have done differently or that you could have done better because you had no control over that situation. And so no matter what you think or what you believe, you couldn't change that situation. You did the best that you could. And so that's what I'm saying as far as um, it can affect our capabilities to move forward and become unstuck. And so that's what I want to talk about. Um, people are not born with core beliefs. They are learned. And core beliefs usually develop in childhood or during stressful or traumatic periods in adulthood. So COVID has been a stressful and traumatic situation. Some children had to be homeschooled and that was a big change. I know for my, my children, we virtually schooled, um, we did virtual school and there for a minute it was kind of rocky, but we started incorporating different things. We started making sure that we were able to interact with friends and have um, associates come over and we were social distancing, but we were quarantining and we were making sure that the people that we were surrounded with were doing the same things. And for this last year and a half, we've not been sick and we've been able to um, function and engage and interact with others and, and stay well and make sure that we keep others well also. But it's, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial to have that human interaction. And it's vital to your mental psyche. It is. And so not being able to interact with others and, and to be able to have that human exchange with others, it can 
it can have an effect on you. Just like I said, I'm excited that <clears throat> we are about to go back to church because not being able to see the members and be able to worship together and be able to embrace one another, which we still are going to be <clears throat> in a situation where we're not able to embrace one another. And that's hard for me because I am a, a person that likes to engage and who likes to who likes to touch and I like to hug and I like to show affection. But I understand that in these times, we've got to make sure that we do what's right and keep people safe. So with um, everything that's going on and everyone is um, getting vaccinated and um, it is dying down supposedly and people are um, taking different safety, um, safety steps to be at lower risk then it's being able to come around each other more and being able to get closer and engage. But we're still gonna utilize social distancing, safe um, hand washing and wearing of masks just because we wanna make sure that we keep others safe. <clears throat> but <clears throat> in that, even in that, people still have difficulty in trusting others. And these are interpersonal problems that can lead to mental health problems. It, they feel inadequate in some of the relationships because they feel scared. And now when we're going back into society after being on lockdown after so long, we can feel a little overwhelmed with coming in contact with people that we haven't engaged with with such a long time. And that can also cause anxiety. It can be difficult for people to go into large crowds now when they've been used to being social distance for so long. And so we've got to be able to take those steps to acclimate ourselves back into the communities and back into society. And we've got to be patient with one another because it's it's been a long time coming that we've been able to engage like that. And so, you know, we've got to make sure that we take our time and we're mindful of these things as we're doing it. And we don't want to put anyone at risk or at danger. And so, I wanted to talk about ways that we can change these thoughts and these behaviors. And it's called cognitive behavioral therapy model. And I have an ABCD model of it. And so it's about being able to acknowledge events as they happen and understanding the belief systems that we have, the consequences, and then disputing and having rational ways of looking at them. So a situation or person that triggers dysfunctional thinking, that's activating an event. These situations or people don't cause their feelings, their beliefs about the events do. Okay, so the situations or people don't cause their feelings, but the events do. So again, with everything that we went through, people that were solid could be a little off kilter now, because of the event that went down. And so now it's like they, the ability to cope with certain situations is a little bit different. And it's not because of them or how they were or how they feel, but it's because of the situation and how it's made them feel now. Individuals may or may not have control over the activating event. None of us had control over this event but we can focus our attention on how we manage the reaction to the activating event 
and we can have little control over. So we can have control over how we react to the event. We may not have control over the actual event as it's occurring or happening, but we can have control over how we react to the event itself. And so, so and we're going to do a mindful meditation over how to react and, and what to do in those situations. That's the A, the activating event, what starts it and, and what triggers this dysfunctional thinking of, I can't, I don't want to, I feel inadequate. We want to change those thoughts. The next thing is the belief system. An individual's belief system that um, they filter everything through. And so it's about processing our beliefs. We have to process every thought that we have. So this can be rational beliefs consistent with reality based on facts and data. And if we're going based on facts and data, then we know it to be true. But if it's something that is just a thought in our mind, it can be an, irra an irrational thought, which makes it false. No matter how much we believe it, if it's not fact or truth, then it is not real. And so a rational belief is consistent with reality and it's based on fact and data. And an irrational belief is something that we just think or believe and it's not necessarily true unless it's based on fact or data. It's not supported by evidence or reality. It is usually irrational beliefs that are the source of an individual's concern. So the what if this happens? What if that happens? I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle this situation. Well, we don't, none of us know how we're going to handle any situation. We don't know any outcome of any situation. We don't know the probability of any cause of any event, but we do know how we can respond and react to those events. And again, it's all about our belief system. So do we believe that we are more than conquerors? Do we believe that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength? It's all about what our mindset is and what it is that we believe in. Next is the consequences. So the activating event is what triggers the thoughts. Then the belief system is how we react to those thoughts. The consequences are how um, our emotions take effect in our interactions of these thoughts. So the emotional or cognitive consequences of the interaction between the activating event and belief system A and B, these are the obvious signs of discomfort such as anxiety, depression, anger, fear, guilt, and so on. Rational beliefs tend to lead to healthy outcomes, while irrational beliefs tend to lead to unhealthy consequences. And this is a lot where people could tend to commit suicide, or they could have thoughts of wanting to do harmful things to themselves or others. They could have thoughts of not wanting to go out of the house, not wanting to get out of the bed, just feeling like their life is meaningless. And we have to retrain our thoughts and we have to surround ourselves with people that will encourage us and uplift us and help us to know that we are not those thoughts. If it's not true, it's not facts. It's irrational. And so again, what is causing these, th these thoughts? 
how do we think and what do we believe about these thoughts, the consequences of these thoughts, and now how we dispute these thoughts, the irrational beliefs and thought patterns. An individual has to come to the realization themselves that their belief system is the cause of their problem and have to want to change that. You have to understand. So what I'm suggesting to you is to maybe get a journal and write down your thoughts. And I'm a Bible believer. And I believe what the Bible says, that every scripture in that Bible can pertain to whatever it is, whatever situation you're going through. So if you write down your thoughts and then you go to the scripture and you see what it says in there about what your thought is, it can tell you what that thought is. Now, if you don't understand how to necessarily interpret that scripture, because you may not, then you need to reach out to someone that can help you study that word and help you to understand what the meaning of that is. Because you don't wanna just read something and then just feel uh, even more overwhelmed because it can do that if you're just starting out and you don't really understand the concepts and the precepts of the word. And there's plenty of people out there that know the word, that study the word, and that will love to help you to understand how to interpret what that meaning is so that you can have a better understanding of how that word works for you and not against you. And so once irrational beliefs are eliminated, these then need to be replaced with a more healthy, rational, and consistent belief system. You are good enough. You are worthy and you are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Now, if you believe the worst in yourself, that's not what God tells us to do. That's not what Jesus came for. He came so that we might have life and so that we would live it abundantly. Not in fear, not in doubt, not in worry. He said, cast all your cares on him. His burden is easy and his yoke is light. And so if you can understand how to reach out for help, just talk to someone and let them know the thoughts and the feelings that you're having. Ask them what you might need to do or where you could go that you could get some help in changing those thought patterns. There's help out there. There are therapists out there and if you are like some people that don't want to speak to therapists, then you have people like me who are mindful coaches who can teach you a whole new way of thinking. I'm not here to analyze you. I'm not here to criticize you or judge you. I'm here to help you just retrain the way you think and have a whole new way of how you look and look at and perceive things and change your behaviors and how you approach your thought and your thought patterns. And so if you would like more information on cognitive behavioral therapy models and learning how your human emotions and behaviors are determined by your belief systems, then um, DM me or send me a Facebook message or um, reach out to me on yourfullmindlife.com, um, Tanika Elstein's at yourfullmindlife.com 
and I can help you out with this information. I also give free um, demonstrations on mindfulness as far as I give um, a free hour session on and a consultation on mindfulness and go over it and help you understand what it is. But it actually helps you to see things more clearly, to understand and to just have a better belief system in who you are. So don't let your core beliefs deter you from being the best person you were created to be. So when you realize that you are upset, examine your thoughts in that moment, including those murmuring in the background of awareness. Pick a thought that seems particularly um, prominent, central, or at the heart of the upset, and then ask yourself if even deeper assumptions or beliefs underlie this thought, such as ideals about yourself, the world, or life that reach back into your childhood. When you find deeper assumptions, write them down. And then ask yourself again if there are even deeper views or perspectives beneath these thoughts. Don't be obsessive about this process and let yourself do it for only a few minutes at a time. And once you find a core belief, then step back and ask yourself, is it really true? And then again, I'm always gonna go to the word, go to the word and see what the word says about that thought. And if it is not talking about something that is good or lovely, if it's not talking or speaking on the fruits of the spirit, then it will help and redirect your way of thinking on what you should be thinking on. And so don't um, be confused on the thoughts in your head as facts when they are not things that are to better you. Okay. So when you realize that you are upset and experiencing negative emotions, recognize what thoughts are occurring and write down a particular griping or distressing thought. Next, ask yourself, what would happen if this thought were true? What would it say or mean about me or my situation? Draw a downward arrow below your first thought and write down the answer to these questions below the arrow. Then ask yourself again, what would happen if this next thought were true? What would it say or mean about me or my situation? Write down the answer again and keep doing this process until you cannot answer it anymore and come to a solid conclusion, which is a core belief. <clears throat> Recognize and identify this core belief and begin to question and challenge its validity. Number one, ask yourself, is this belief always true? 100% of the time. Number two, additionally, see disputing negative thoughts and common errors in thinking for more help challenging this belief. So you want to make sure that you challenge that belief. Is it true about the thoughts that you are having? Is it real? Is it rational? Okay. This method can also be done with core views about others and the world. Starting with a negative thought about other people or the world, ask yourself, what would happen if this was true? What would it say or mean about others and the world? And there's a history on core beliefs. Assuming using the downward arrow technique is a common practice in cognitive behavioral therapy and was created by Dr. David Burns. This method presented here was adapted from Dr. Burns' vertical arrow technique in his book, The Feeling Good Handbook. So if you want to learn more about it, you can get The Feeling Good Handbook by Dr. David Burns. And it was also adapted from Dr. Nancy 
Hadesky and Dr. Dennis Greenberg's Downward Error Technique in their book, Mind Over Mood. Change how you feel by changing the way you think. Those are good books you can read and you can learn more about how to change your thoughts and change your beliefs and tap into those core beliefs that could be hindering or stopping you or blocking your blessings. So here's some cautions that you might take. It's quite possible to be unaware of our core beliefs. Discovering them can sometimes be disheartening or it can be painful to realize that these views have been influencing our lives for many years. Be gentle with yourself, no matter what your beliefs may be, no matter what the core beliefs are that you have had over the years that you have thought to be true or to be real, remember that you are more than your beliefs and your assumptions and beliefs can be changed unless they're true unless they're real, unless they're rational, and I like to say logical, and unless they are the word, because that's the only thing that's true, real, and good, okay? Because God will tell you to think on these things, and if you're not thinking on these things, then they're not from God, and you don't want that. So the cognitive model is situation. It's an event that happens, and then it's the thoughts and how you react to that event that happened. And then your consequences are the feelings that are generated by the thoughts. And then you can dispute these behaviors and emotions on how you are responding, okay? So I hope you were able to understand a little bit more about core beliefs and cognitive behaviors and how they're ingrained in you and how those could be things that could be hindering or stopping you from moving forward or disrupting your life in some type of way and keeping you from doing what it is that you were really called to do. So tonight I want to do a mindful meditation called Relieving Stress with S-B-N-R-R. It's stop, breathe, notice, reflect, respond. Now with my clients, I usually do a meditation with them that is called pause. And, and I just tell them take a three second, three minute pause, whichever one they can do. Sometimes you don't have a lot of time, but if you can just take three seconds and just pause, take a deep breath, inhale, exhale, and move on. Sometimes before you respond, you need to stop, take a breath, notice what has been said, notice what you're, reacting to reflect on what you have heard or seen and then respond sometimes things don't need a response at all sometimes you're better walking away i tell my kids all the time you can turn any situation around and and by doing that i tell them just turn around just turn around sometimes just stop breathe and just turn around and, and right then you're turning that situation around because when you turn back around, you see things differently. And you can do that. Close your eyes, turn around, and when you open them up, you're gonna see things differently. So as you meditate tonight, bring kindness awareness to your thoughts, your heart, or your body. And then just pay attention to why you brought kind awareness to one of those things, your thoughts, your heart, or your body. What needs attention? What do you need to focus on? Do you need to focus on your thoughts? Have your thoughts been running rampant in your mind? Have you been thinking things that maybe have had you 
bogged down, have been clouding you, have been making you feel a certain way? Or is it your heart? Has your heart been heavy? Is there some things going on that you feel like you need to get off of your chest that, that you feel like you maybe need to make amends with? Or is, is your heart feel like maybe someone hurt you or broke your heart? Do you need to get forgiveness? Think about that. Or is it your body? Is there is there a pain in your body? Is there an ailing um, joints or bones in your body that maybe needs some attention? Let's think about that. Let's notice those things that you just need to bring some kind of awareness and attention to tonight. So think about how your belly, chest, and head each feel when you reflect on the topic that you are bringing kind of awareness to. The emotions that you can associate with the visceral feelings, the positive or negative impact, any of the stories you believe in regarding this topic. The fact that many others are feeling similarly the same way about this topic as you. How you might feel with increased awareness around this topic and how you can bring mindfulness into your everyday activity with this topic. So relieving stress with SBNRR, stop, breathe, notice, reflect, respond. Let's take a moment and begin by allowing our bodies to settle. Find a comfortable position that allows your spine to be long but with a natural curve in the low back. You can do this sitting up straight or lying down or even standing up. You can close your eyes or keep them open with a soft gaze downward towards your feet or in front of you. Let the belly and shoulders relax. Today, I'll guide you through a relieving stress practice. In this meditation, we'll practice cultivating a sense of ease, openness, and space, even around difficult emotions. This practice can be an antidote for those times we feel stressed and overwhelmed. Before we start, take a full breath in and a long, deep breath out. To begin this practice, invite your body to feel nourished and fed. As you breathe in, you can imagine breathing in all the energy and positive emotion that your body needs. As you breathe out, letting go of any tightness, tension, or toxicity. Breathe in warmth and openness. Breathe out tension, or tightness. Stop, breathe, notice, reflect, respond. Check in with the body. See if any tension has came up in the usual places. 
Soften them on the next exhale. Feel free to move or shift your posture if that feels helpful to you. Now, check in with your mind. Are there any stories taking up space that don't have to be there? You can invite them to go away now. Neither clinging to them or pushing them away. Breathe in and breathe out. Now check in with your heart. Are there sensations in the chest or in the front of the body? Notice any warmth, tightness, tension, or openness that's there. Just observing and noting without judgment. Breathe in and breathe out and see if you feel more openness, ease, or spaciousness than when we started. As we begin to close this practice, you might invite a smile. You may want to bring your hand to your heart saying silently, may I be well, may I be happy. 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 Start to believe those thoughts that you are well and you are happy. You are well and you are happy. You can come back to this practice whenever you feel stressed or like you want to give yourself more nourishment or space. Remembering that you are well and that you are happy. Let's finish this. We're leaving stress practice now by taking a full breath in and a long breath out. Congratulations for taking the time for being mindful, just relieving stress by stopping, breathing, noticing, reflecting, and responding. Here's an integrated practice that you can do. Just pick an activity tomorrow during the day that has the potential to trigger you or cause you stress. Perhaps it's your commute to work or a particular job or activity or possibly an interaction with a difficult person. When you begin that activity, make a commitment to notice any triggers or stress response and try using the stop, breathe, notice, reflect, respond to navigate the activity. And then reflect on the questions. 
What were the signals that trigger the response or stress was present? So what happened to trigger the stress? What parts of the stop, breathe, notice, reflect, respond were easy for you? And what parts were difficult? And then notice how did practicing stop, breathe, notice, reflect, respond technique impact the outcome of that situation. If you stay mindful and remember to do that often, you'll start to see that those difficult situations will be less and less. You'll start to notice that your mind will not allow you to gravitate towards negative energy. You'll be more mindful to gravitate towards more positive energy. You'll start to see the beauty in things and you'll start to gravitate and navigate towards things that are loving and kind and gentle. And you'll start to remove yourself away from things that no longer serve you. You will start to realize that the thoughts that you used to have you have changed and you no longer see things in that way. So when you change those things and the way that you see them, the way that you see those things will start to change. So as you go along the rest of your week, in the mindful moments, you can remember this week to do these things. Meditate. Think of three things you are grateful for. Take a moment just for you. You deserve it. Journal your worries, whatever they may be. Write them down and then go to the word in the Bible and reflect on those words. And if there is a problem with understanding or interpreting those words, get with someone that can help you out with that. And then... If you have a heavy heart, find a way to forgive someone. Even if in your journaling, in your if you're journaling your worries, if you need to write down what it is or who it is that you need to forgive, write it out and find that forgiveness right there. Find that forgiveness in your heart. And then take it and tear it up and burn it up and let it go. Because forgiveness is for you. You cannot continue to hold on to things again that no longer serve you. And a lot of times things that we are forgiving for, whatever we're holding on to, whoever we have unforgiveness towards, that person has moved on. They're not even giving it a second thought. They don't even know that you're holding that resentment in your heart. So don't have a hardened heart. Don't have resentment. Be encouraged to find forgiveness so that you can have a little lightness in your life. And then just to relax, soak in a warm bath, put some bath salts in there, maybe light you some candles, and just relax and just meditate and just think of things that you're grateful for, 
that's the time you can take for yourself and then maybe listen to some soft music be thankful that you found it in your heart to forgive someone or you can pick up the phone call someone you haven't spoken to for a while maybe it's the person i don't know that you need to forgive and at that moment you want to call them and tell them you forgive them or you may call them and ask for forgiveness so those are some mindful moments that you can think about doing this week as you go along and then just remember that if you can't take the time out to just stop and and breathe take just a three second three minute pause and i and i tell my clients to go into the restroom take a potty break it doesn't necessarily mean you have to use the restroom but just say hey i gotta take a potty break or whatever you call it i call it a potty break go take a potty break go in the bathroom look in the mirror breathe in Hold it out. There's beauty in the breath because it helps you to gain your composure. It helps you to hold your peace. It gives you your strength. You regain your power and you keep your dignity because in that moment where you could have flown off the handle, in that moment when you could have just let someone have it. You took a moment and you didn't react. You reflected, you thought a second, took a deep breath, you turned that situation around and now you're better for it. Be grateful in this life that you have those opportunities to do so. So every opportunity that you get, that you can reflect and think of ways to make the situation better, it doesn't matter if it is your fault or not. If you can better a situation, do so. Tell yourself these things. That I am worthy. I am well. I am healthy. I am happy. I make a difference. My life has a purpose. My life has a meaning. I am somebody. And with that, you know that you were created with a purpose, so you might as well be great. And on that note, have a good night. Remember to breathe. And if you need help learning more about what we discussed tonight, please reach out to me. If you want to know more about mindfulness, if you would um, like to have some more information, I've got free resources on my website. And also, um, if you join the mindful community, you get a newsletter that has mindful tips and I also have a um, group, a mindful group out there that you can come on. If you have a business, you can um, share your business and you can promote your business. You can also go live in the group and you can share tips. We just ask that you do it three times a week so that way you don't over, um, overwhelm anybody with all of your business stuff. But we love for you to share and just give tips and just to enhance others' lives, bring um, value and help others understand that there's help out there. Um, also, um, if you want to come on Mind Your Business and share your story, your thoughts, your talents, your business, and just help others, we would love to have you on Mind Your Business. There is um, always um, Monday Mindfulness that we will do, but we have um, Monday Mindfulness during the day as well. Well, I will have different expert guests coming on. I don't know if we're going to do it once a month. It just depends. But last month I had two guests on, so I don't know if next month we're going to have... Um, 
well, I, this month, because we're still in this month, but next month, I don't know if we're going to have one guest or two guests, but I think I've got another guest coming up this month. I don't know, but the months are going so fast and my calendar's filling up fast. I've got a lot of people that are doing Mind Your Business and that are doing Monday Mindfulness and that are just excited about sharing and helping others and, and sharing their resources because everyone wants to make a difference and maybe that someone is you. So reach out. Let me know. Let's do this. Let's let's make the world a nicer, kinder, gentler, more loving place. We can do it. We can do it. So again, let's change our thoughts, change our behaviors, change our ways, change our mind, and let's be better all together. All right. Have a good evening. I will see you tomorrow where I believe my guest is Bambi from Bambi Cosmetics. I am looking forward to interviewing her at 7 p.m. Eastern. So if you get a chance, check out the show. If you got to check out the show tonight, thank you so much for joining in live. And if not, hope you catch the replay. If you get an opportunity, go um, on Google, Google me and Your Full Mind Life and give us a review. And on Facebook, give us a review as well if you can. Other than that, have a good night. Thank you so much. Oh, and we just reached 600 downloads on the podcast. It's amazing. And we haven't even put all of, we haven't even put the lives on the podcast yet. We are going to put the lives on the podcast in September. But right now, mindfulness just on the podcast has got 600 downloads and our Patreons are so great. So we just thank you for supporting us and for pouring into this ministry and greater is coming. And so just don't stop watching. Don't stop watching because God is doing a mighty work. And I'm just so grateful for those that are supporting us and that are just encouraging us to do what we're doing. And so thank you so much. We are forever grateful. And I say we, although I'm here by myself tonight, but I got a whole group working behind me, my family, my husband, my children, God, my church family that support us and that help in making this all possible. So I thank you for watching us and for being a part of this ministry. Have a good night and be blessed.